Everyone's there. My crew's there. I get to be the one person that gets to greet everybody and welcome everybody. And you're very good at it, too, because you seem really happy to be there. And when people that are worked somewhere are happy to be there, it just automatically makes you like, oh, okay. Welcome to Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people. Hey everybody, Christopher Talon here, host of Creative Ops, a podcast for creative people. Today I've got one for you with Andrea Shaner. Andrea is the producer of Fox 17's Morning Mix here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. We met on the set of that show when I was on there talking about my book, and we just immediately connected over our shared history of being in the AV club in high school. She obviously pursued that into becoming a professional television person. Originally, she wanted to be on air, but ended up being a, becoming a producer instead. And uh, we talk about her career path, how she got there, what she's doing now, and she also gives some advice to creative people who might try to be getting on the news to talk about their stuff, uh, give you a, maybe a better shot at doing that. So shout out to all the crew at Fox 17 Morning Mix, also, Michelle Dunaway, uh, who interviewed me. Shout out to M Michelle. Shout out to Brooks, who ran the cameras there, because that dude was seriously working overtime. I was trying to stare right into all the cameras. They were like, whatever you do, don't look at the camera, look at Michelle, and I broke that rule. We talk about that, too. Uh, what a pain in the ass I was as a, <laughs> as a guest on that show. So um, here, let's stop talking about it, and let's play that interview with Andrea Shaner, television producer at Fox 17 on Fox 17's Morning Mix here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. frustrating ever for you when you're like man this person's really interesting but we only have you know a minute two minutes three minutes to talk to them i just hope that people go see them oh absolutely yeah. and honestly that's kind of one of the things that uh, the morning mix we try to give everybody a little more time normally in a news interview so for our morning news program that's running from 4 30 until 9 a.m yeah anyone that's on usually i'd say between two and a half to three minutes is usually the time given hmm. um for somebody that comes in for an interview and as you know that's super super short and yeah. they can't get anything in it's basically if it's an event it's who what where when why and that's about it <laughs> yeah um on that was my biggest yes. thing it was like I'm only going to be up there for so long. I have to get everything right. And if I miss right. something, that's 
Right. It's just gone. That opportunity is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And even on the morning mix being a little bit more of a longer format. So like our lifestyle show that I run, you know, we try to give anyone from four to six minutes. Now for some that can be way too long. Others, we can totally fill that. And then I'm like, oh, like, like you were saying, like, this is really good. I'm like, I want another like 10 minutes. I want to fill the whole half hour with this. But then that's good to some extent, because then in my mind, I'm like, okay, this is somebody that I want to have back somebody that maybe I do want to give more time to, or maybe I want to go a different avenue. Like maybe I want to do an on location with them yeah. or figure out something else that we can do to tell maybe more of their story. Yeah. And I've noticed that because the spoiler alert or behind the scenes, <laughs> however you want to talk about it. Sometimes the way these things work is someone who's been on your show will say, Hey, you know who you should talk to? And uh, I got to give props to my friend Mike Logan, who's been on your show That's right. several times. Basically, anytime he has something going on in Grand Rapids, it feels like he, he's able to come on and talk about it. And so he put me in touch with you specifically. Thanks, right. Mike. Um, oh, this is actually a complete, goes in a completely different direction, but I want to say it before I forget it. I sent out some press releases to some other news outlets outside of Grand Rapids. Right. And one said, hey, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, it's $150 for a one-minute segment, $350 for a three-minute segment. Are you interested? I was like, uh, no. Interesting. But it was, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, who, yeah, had a, a similar, like, hey, this is what's going on in the community, but they charge right. money to be on their show. Yeah. So, I don't know. Do you guys have, does anyone so work all that, that for, model up? So, for our show, The Morning Mix, yeah. it is considered, to some extent, a paid show. So, some of the our clients um, will pay for what we consider annuals to be on our show. Hmm. And by paying the money, though, they get to determine a little bit more of where they want to be placed within the week. Ah, uh. They get yeah because I came on on a Friday and I think somebody even apologized to me before and I'm like why They're like, no, you're not gonna get quite the viewership on a Friday holiday Friday right they also get more control like of their editorial content mm. if you think about it at news you're gonna come and sit down but the anchor is really going to ask you the questions they're not really gonna ask what you want to talk about and they're gonna control the segment. Yeah. Where on the lifestyle show and those that pay for their segments, they really get control of the content and they really get to write the questions out how we, they want us to ask them. Mm. And very rarely, depending on who the client is, do we really deviate from that? So that's kind of where it differs yeah. for, for those parts. Um, but Even then, that process feels yeah. weird to me because, I mean, you guys say, like, here's some, give us some possible talking points. Right. But I've had people, uh, even for other podcasts, that'll say, uh, send us a list of five to 15 questions that you want us to ask. I'm like, uh, I don't know. That's strange to me because, well, as you're experiencing right now, right? I like to just sit down and talk to people and see where it goes. And, and that's kind of why I think, too, we've even just kept it on our show to be five questions yeah. to have allow that. So somebody like you that comes in uh, to talk with, you know, our hosts, that they have the opportunity to chat a little bit more beyond those five questions. Yeah. Because I feel like if you have it all too too tied up in a little pretty bow, like, I don't feel like we get a really good conversation out of it. Yeah. So by only having a couple main talking points, it just helps them kind of maybe start the interview. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say, you know, by any means, does it will be the whole interview? Because yeah. then they get to fill it in. You may say something and then they're like, oh, like, that's a great jumping off point for another question for them so yeah, and yeah. I, I didn't even 
it was pretty spontaneous and I didn't even realize we were going because she started saying things and uh, Michelle Dunaway started saying things about me, but I didn't know she was saying things about me because it was stuff that you guys had pulled from my website. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. They're talking about me right now. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I know, right? The one thing that I look back on that and go, oh, I've got to do better the next time I'm on is I feel like Brooks was just constantly like, like whack-a-mole. <laughs> I kept looking at the camera, and then he would like change to a different one. Then I'd look at that one. <laughs> I, I think that would be like the one key. So yeah, going back, do not look at the cameras. Oh, it was so hard for me because there's so many things happening. <laughs> They've all got moving clocks under them that are like to the second. I'm just like, ooh man, this is really hard for somebody with ADD. I know, I know. Well, it would have been even worse back in the day because when I started, there was a person on each of those cameras. Yeah. So at that point in time, they were not you know, automated. Like half of our stuff now is automated where when I started, that was definitely not a thing. There would be a person behind each camera plus the floor director, you know, Mike Davis has been there forever holding down the fort for us. But it's just, it's interesting to see that take two, you know? And I was shocked when I was like, wait a minute, there's more people on air than there are crew. That's insane. (laughs) Yeah. Because at the time, yeah, it was um, Michelle and, uh, uh, oh Yeah, we had Todd, Michelle Todd. Todd. Yep. Michelle Todd, and then uh, the gentleman was in there doing the news, or doing the, the weather uh, yep. segment too, so, and then before you walked in there, I think it was just Brooks was the only off-camera person in there, right? Yeah, yeah, correct, yep. And he does all the cameras right there from a computer? Yep, so he's got, he's able to kind of adjust on the, you know, wherever he needs it, and then- He throws I, up the overlays like, and- Like, uh, calls it, calls it good, yeah, yeah, which is crazy too, because on the back end, so like back in the booth- we're producing where I kind of have, you know, been pretty much my whole life. Before it was myself, there was a, let's see, audio person was back there. The director was back there. Somebody punching the keys up to make sure all the video and everything ran. So there was a good five or six people back there. We're yeah. now on any given day, two of us. So being the director and the producer and then maybe somebody to automate or to, you know, do the cameras. And that's about it. It's just a whole different world. It's very interesting to see the transition of all of it. Yeah. it's. I guess that's just the way of the world, too. Because when I was in the Navy, I remember they were like, the job that you do now used to be two different jobs. And they've since condensed that and another job into one job. So it's like the one job used to be three jobs. And that's just you get these hyper-specialized people now. Yeah. And that was actually, too, even um, at one point for a producer, our main focus was always putting the rundown into like our shows together and writing the content. I used to have to go to a separate person to have them always make my graphics. Had to go to a separate person to actually insert video into my shows. Tapes were being put manually into like actual like you know like vhs tapes back in the day that were sticking in flying around where that's not even a thing anymore like now in the producer there's so much more on us like we actually have a little system within our system that we actually create more of the graphics than not these days Hmm. so we're writing a show we're um you know putting the rundown together we're creating most of the graphics and if it's something really specialized then we do have a graphics team or graphics department that will take you know handle it but on any given day we're handling a lot more of that we're sending videos to some of our editors all of our kind of clips are in automated and right in our rundown so we can see when stuff is ready and not ready so um, a lot of that has changed, too. Like you said, very much like, you know, everyone used to have their own little thing where now you really have to be able to do like one, <laughs> multiple jobs yeah. and be one person. Well, to do it all. Uh, just in research for marketing uh, the book that I wrote, 
people used to think that if you got a literary agent who got you into one of the big fives, then you were set. You just had to put out a book, have somebody take your picture, go on a little tour, and you were right. done. But there was a guy who was on a podcast I listened to called The Reluctant Book Marketer, really good author named Stephen James. And he said now, big publisher, he sells, he said he sold a million, at least one million titles of every book he's put out. Right. And they said, yeah, you're, it's pretty much on you to do your marketing, your social media. We don't do that anymore. He's like, oh, okay. But fortunately, he's got like a teenage 20-something-year-old daughter who does a lot of it for him, or at least shows him how to. But yeah, that you do it is, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is where editing comes in. It'll make it sound like I was <laughs> had a point to all that. What was it like? Because we talked when we were on the set there. Uh, we both got into this kind of stuff when we were in high school. I was a kind of not really into anything specifically in school but I thought AV was fun we did movies we did that like you said we had that thing where you could put in like eight different VHS tapes and cut it all onto one to go from that to this in a relatively short amount of time have you seen people that are just like I I can't do that and people that just kind of fall to the side when they're like man this is too much because they've been doing it the old way so long that when they were like you now do the graphics you now do this and it's just you and one other person in there instead of you telling four other five people what to do. Yes. And it's one this one thing that's really important is somebody of my age that's been doing this, like you said, since high school, you really have to want to adapt to everything that's new. Yeah. Like for instance, like all the social media. That's a huge thing that's part of our show because to some extent, who knows how many people are truly gonna be watching local TV in the next, mm-hmm. you know, five to ten years. But we know that everybody's watching, pulling stuff up on their phones, the YouTube, you know, all that social media is just so important these days. So somebody like me, like back when we started, that was not a thing. Yeah. It TV was the, you know, the cream of the crop. That's everybody who watched TV at night. You watched your morning news, you watched your, you know, during lunch, you watched a, you know, your quick little half hour. You got all your evening news, your weather in the evening, and people did that. Where now, that's that's honestly, that's not always a thing. Mm-hmm. So there are definitely people in our industry who are like, oh, well, I don't want to do that social media stuff, or I just I find it too difficult. <laughs> I don't want to adapt to it, and that definitely puts them on a different level. And even me recently, um, we've actually added TikTok to the morning mix. Um, and Everyone we, says you got to be on TikTok. You and, be on and TikTok. I and we we went back and forth for a really long time because. Um, for our age range, like anywhere from maybe like 25 to like 45 is kind of where we're kind of targeting. Yeah, um, people that are show. going out and spending money. And that right, kind of right. People were more on the Instagram part of it was is our big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, then kind of Facebook. Twitter's like, I won't lie, Twitter's on the bottom. And and the TikTok is kind of in that, that weird phase. And we went back and forth for a long time. And then finally I said, okay, like we decided we're going to do this. So I have somebody who is definitely more of a millennial than I am on my staff. And bless her heart, <laughs> she's amazing because she knows how to do that. Yeah. And I've taken it upon I, myself. I might have met her in yeah. the green room. Yes. Dark hair? Uh, uh, blonde, um, Lindsay. So she had kind of dark hair, like later brown, well, blonde. darker than yours Yeah, anyway. darker than mine. Yeah. 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 And she's absolutely amazing. And so I gravitate to her a lot and say, okay, like what's trending? She puts together a lot of those videos, but then I feel like it's my job and my responsibility to sit down with her and be like, hey, can you show me how yeah. how to put this video together? Mm-hmm. Can you show me why X, Y, and Z of this, you know, is important? Yeah. Um, and that's something that's really important is you have to be willing to want to go towards the future. 
yeah, and, and go with it and not feel like you're just going to stick yourself <laughs> kind of in a hole and be like, I'm done. And, and, and it helps you not be like a totally out of touch boss too. I remember having to train <laughs> when I was in Iraq, I had to train my boss. Like they're like, show him how to do everything. I was like, right. but I'm still the one who's going to do it. But they're like, yeah, but he still needs to know like how long it takes and what it, you know, so that he's like, Hey, what's going on? He'll know. Oh, it's because this, this, and this, right. even and though it, he doesn't necessarily the one doing it. Yeah. And that was important too. Even, you know, Lindsay was off for all of us week on her vacation. So, you know, <laughs> we have our jobs divvied up, but if somebody, I mean, we are such a short staff, there's literally like five of us. And yeah. if one of us is gone, then we have to pick up the slack. Everybody else feels that just a little bit more. Yeah. Right. So like I had to be like, okay, like she wanted me to post something on TikTok. Well, cool. Like that was easy to do now because she sat down, we've talked and we've gone over everything to yeah. the Instagram, the Twitter, like, you know, stuff that I'm comfortable with. Like that was a piece of cake, but it was, it's good to be able to have those extra skill sets and mm. be willing to you know just jump on board and be like okay hands up in the air we can do this we're gonna try this and i think that's key you know you have to keep creating different content you have to be able to to see what people are gravitating towards and what they're interested in so we uh as I mentioned, we're talking a little bit in the green room and then even on set right up until it was my turn to go up right. there because we just started nerding out about our old AV experiences. <laughs> what uh, what was it that brought you into it? Was it something you were very intentionally into? Did a friend say, hey, come over here and make a movie with us or what? Uh, to be honest with you, I think it was when I was really young. I was always into TV, specifically the weather. Um, mm. Always well, you just watch morning news like Today Show, like Good Morning America. I was really obsessed with that. Um, and then my high school, when I got to that point, it was a brand new high school, and this was the first one in our county to have a TV studio. And I had known that I'd always wanted to, at one point to be in front of the camera, actually. Um, and then literally as soon as I could take that class, I jumped right in. And the funny part was right away that wasn't exactly what I thought I'd be doing. Like I was interested too in like physical therapy. You know how you like kind of gravitate, you have a bunch of different things in your head. I hated it when anyone told even up yeah. to the point when I was in my mid twenties, like, but what do you want to do? I'm like I don't I wanna write stories, <laughs> I wanna talk to people, I might get into journalism, I might right teach like pick something <laughs> right right and I felt like okay well I, I think I could be good at this I think I could be good at that but I guess when I really look back at it like writing was all I loved writing reading like you said the journalism aspect of mm -hmm. it like if you had me do like a book novel or anything like that like I love that kind of stuff yeah. so when I kind of look back at it now I think it all kind of like comes together and makes sense but anyway so we we had that um that class and I jumped in right away and I really took a leadership role in it Meaning we actually did newscasts, like our morning announcements were all by TV. Yeah. We did um, newscasts that were actually on our public access station for the entire county. Yeah, I remember Where those. I grew yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And so I was in charge of that. So I, I ran the teleprompter at that point. I actually got an air and did weather, <laughs> doing weather graphics by like PowerPoint, which you think back, oh my gosh, like, you know, <laughs> putting together the happy little sun and all that. Um, and then I, I directed some stuff. I edited some stuff. So I really just delved and put myself into like 150% and just really, really fell in love with it. Hmm. Um, and then at that point, I which you didn't know at the time, which I didn't know what at the a time. producer is. I like all of it. I like all of it. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, at that point, I, you know, when it came time to look for colleges, um, I grew up on the East Coast in Maryland. Oh, I didn't know that. I did. And my parents were very much like, okay, like we want you to stay close to home. Um, but I, so I looked at the University <laughs> of Maryland. Alert. Spoiler alert. Right, exactly. Uh, didn't exactly go as planned. Um, so yeah, but I looked at Maryland and a bunch of other stuff that had like mass comm stuff out in the East Coast. 
And I was really disappointed because everything about it was not hands-on. Somebody who is at a high school, a brand new TV station, and is allowed to do all this hands-on work, knowing that you may not get into the TV station until your junior year. Like, that was kind of a bummer to me. Yeah. Uh, And it turned out I got really blessed. My, actually, communications teacher um, graduated from Ball State University. Oh, okay. Um, is that where Letterman went? Yeah, where Letterman went. Exactly. Actually, I've we've met his mom before. She's oh, <laughs> great lady. But that's a story. That's a story for another day. Um, but so was just excited when I got on campus that the very first thing I could actually go my freshman year, my you know as soon as I walked in the building and I could do the evening news with them and I could get right in hands on experience. Yeah. And that was something that I didn't have to stop at all. Like I could carry over. So right away, I was like, I just knew it was for me. And my mom's like, oh, my gosh, like, this is 10 hours away, Andrea. Like, this is crazy. And I'm like, no, like, I just I have this feeling that this is where I need to be. And this is important to me. So, yeah. And then that worked out for you. You graduated, you know, relatively on time anyway. I know very few people do the actual four-year plan anymore. but Yeah, graduated on time, went through. And actually, my minor ended up being operational meteorology yeah. because I still thought that I wanted to be on air and do the weather. So I'm I'd, saying, yeah, like we talked about it, right, but yeah, well, you did say that, that your end was kind of like, I actually wanted to do the this, weather. but Right. And then it turned out, too, that I met my husband there at Ball State, <laughs> my, my college sweetheart, and uh. he, um, we were in the same programs and everything. We both graduated with the same degree, but he ended up being the on-air meteorologist. <laughs> and then I was like, like we had talked about all that writing and everything like that. I was like, oh, I kind of want to go behind the scenes and give my hand at producing. That's good. For a second, I was worried it was going to turn into like... <laughs> A real life anchorman situation where you're both like fighting to be the fighting one. Fighting to be the, the one, yeah. right? You know, it, it, it could have gone that way, but he he just got really lucky that uh, I really found my niche in the behind the scenes part of it. But you just had more skills than he did. He could only right, do that one thing. Right. I, I was more the leader, I think. I was the board leader, you know. But it's been it's been great. Like I I absolutely love it. So I you know right away was behind the scenes producing and had a job pretty much both of us right out of college um we were in south bend for a little bit in the market there well that's the thing is from what i understand anyway i don't know that people that work in like local television local radio you've got to be willing to move yes yes that's like a huge part of it um and that's it. Some things have changed a little bit like for instance when i graduated grand rapids was a top like 30 plus market, 40 plus market. And you had to bounce to a lot of different places to get to Grand Rapids. Yeah. Like that was kind of like almost an ending market. I remember people on the radio, like they would intern on a show, they would disappear for eight years. Then they'd show back up. They're like, yeah, I was in Nebraska. Then I was in uh, Montana. Yeah. Then I was outside of Chicago. Now I'm in Grand Rapids. Right. So we were actually, we were in, um, when Battle Creek or WOTV 41 was around back in the day as like an actual news station. That's kind of where we both started. He was an on-air meteorologist and I was behind the scenes producing and on the assignment desk. And then finally I got a full-time job producing the morning news at WSBT. So we kind of trekked down there and, and made that home for a couple years. And then when Fox 17 decided, hey, we're going to start morning news because that's, because they started with their 10 o'clock news. Mm. So when they finally decided, they were going to start a morning news show. Um, my husband was like, "Okay, like I want to, I want to see if I can do take that morning, you know, meteorology spot." Mm-hmm. So he ended up getting that, and then I kind of moved behind him and kind of waited until a spot opened up at Fox because, you know, the news director at that point really thought that we'd make a great kind of package deal, as we like to say. You get a yeah. meteorologist, you get a producer. Yeah. Um, so there's a couple months kind of gap in between, but then there's finally space, and then I got to start producing weekends on the news side of it. Um, and we've been here for like 16 years now. So, yeah. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so then how long were you doing the news at Fox 17 before they were like, all right, we're going to do this uh, morning mix show, or had the morning mix been around and somebody left? How'd that work? So morning mix was not around by any means, shape, or form uh, when I got there. So I was in the news portion of it for about 11 years. Okay. Um, my role completely has switched a lot of times. I started out doing weekend news, producing that. Um, we had kind of a sort of lifestyle show called the One Seven that we started that literally lasted for about like six months. <laughs> that they tried to put in a five o'clock time slot, but mm. then we were trying to compete against other news stations. It didn't exactly work. It was supposed to be a community show, but maybe a little fluff and stuff. So yeah. to some extent, maybe what the morning mix is now, but it just didn't really fit into that time frame. So yeah. that's when it kind of rolled over and ended up just becoming like our five and six o'clock news. So kind of, you know, so I was in charge of that kind of show and I got to launch that. Worked on the assignment desk when the morning show grew to four hours. They hmm. needed someone to start booking guests. And that's kind of where my role really took off was four hours of live TV every yes. day. would. It's a lot. Especially when it's news, too, because, yeah. you know, you hear all the, unfortunately, today in this part of the world. Yes. And I think to some extent, that's why I was excited and hoping that at some point we would start our lifestyle show. Mm. Because when I got into that client booking and meeting people in the community, I really, really enjoyed that. And I mm -hmm. felt like that was kind of a niche. But I didn't know when they were going to start, you know, this yeah. show. And then it finally got to the point kind of like what we talked about a little bit earlier, you know, people wanting to come on and really being like, oh, well, we want to control the content of it. We want to, you know, then it got to the point or, you know, we want to sponsor weather. We want to sponsor X, Y, Z. Well, you can't really have advertising and news together. I mean, mm. let's be real. It's like oil and water. Just it does not mix. Yeah. So how, how do you separate it? Well, you, you put another show together that's okay, you know, where you mentioned it's paid content, but it makes sense. Yeah. So this is about seven years now that the morning mix got started. Um, as soon as they said, we're doing this, I literally, I think I'm pretty sure I ran to my GM's office and I was like, I want this. Like, this is, this is what I've been like waiting to do. <laughs> yeah. And so they, they were kind enough. They gave me full control. I got to put together the entire kind of layout of the show. I got to launch it. I got to, it is just, it was such a cool thing to be able to do, knowing this is something I've always wanted to do and then finally get a chance to do it. So. Did they build that studio like the way that they did for that show or did you just kind of sneak into that space was it something else before oh it's always been in the studio for the news and we've just had to adapt to it and okay. i think that's been the hardest part on that end of it is yeah. trying to figure out how to adapt it yet how to change it up a little bit too yeah because it feels almost a little willy wonky and to <laughs> to get back into the uh, fox 17 morning mix corner yeah yeah so <laughs> I, I i know in the future we there's there's talks of being allowed to like adjust our set a little bit or yeah. that you know we might get a, a redo so to speak of the set so i hope that works out because there's a lot of cool features i think they're looking to put in that really may you know help <laughs> the morning mix out so to speak and give us our own little quote-unquote corner that we can kind of work with so yeah yeah so how long have you been doing this show then? So this show is December of this year will be seven, seven years old. Yeah. Seven years old and you've been at Fox 17? 16, 16, seven, it'll be 17 in March. Wow. Yeah. So. And 
from the get-go, you guys kind of had your eye on Grand Rapids, you said, right? Very much so. Okay. Um, my husband grew up in Kalamazoo, so we're kind of, you know, in his home area. Yeah. But for us, Grand Rapids was important, you know, a great place to, to raise a family um, in the Midwest. And um, I just, we absolutely love it. And I think, too, that's another thing that we have so many cool things in our community, so many great nonprofits, so many events going on. Yeah. Like, it just really lends itself to having some kind of a show like this, too. Yeah. Especially um, when, unfortunately, a lot of people just kind of typecast the news as, like, doom and gloom with, like, maybe one little... <laughs> Here's a here's a dog on a skateboard type of story, you know? Well, right, exactly. And I think at some point I always kind of wanted to get away from that. Yeah. After a while, it really does do a mental number. And not even just that, because this is another thing I was thinking about. Um, Fox, the like the the main Fox News, right. uh, can be polarizing to some people. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And I was wondering if that invites people like, oh, you work for Fox. Let me tell you what I think. We, we definitely, that happens actually quite a lot where people don't realize that we're really not connected. Yeah. Um, we'll get, as I like to call them, little nasty grams and, and this and that. And that's definitely something that, you know, we get a lot of. And that's hard sometimes to be like, okay, we're not affiliated. Like, that's yeah. the national. Like, we like, don't even. <laughs> Sean Hannity and I don't hang out. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, I can't just put in a phone call to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, what's the deal? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, very much. Yeah, I would imagine just any any news organization, if you have a sticker <laughs> on that, somebody's going to see that and be like, oh, I got to give this person a piece of piece of my mind yeah it can get it can go that's the thing it can go one of two ways it can be like hey like really like what you're doing really like your people or yeah. oh like just <laughs> total total different story Keep doing what you're doing or you yeah. go to hell yeah exactly have a nice day <laughs> yeah get out of here <laughs> yes what does a normal day look like at that place because I think I was one of the first segments. You guys start at 9? I start at 9. You yep. start at 9. So what time does everybody actually show up and what does scheduling and meetings and stuff for yeah. the show look like? Yeah, so I'll be honest, COVID has really changed a lot of what we do. Oh, I bet. It has given my team specifically a lot of flexibility. Uh -huh. So on any given day, um, we usually all now really start our days off at home. So I'm up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Um, I'm able to go through my rundown, finish a couple things that need to get done. Um, and that's really from like five until like eight o'clock. I do a quick switcheroo, get my son on the bus, and then I'm to the station at about 8.20. And then uh, Todd and Michelle, they like to arrive a little bit early. Their mornings are a little bit freer. So they're trying to get to the studio by like seven o'clock in the morning just to kind of finish writing up some intros. And you said that they've got to do all their own like... They do their own clothes. They do their, they they do make their sure own they don't clothes. get the shine on their face. They've got all the makeup that they do on their own, their hair, everything like that. So that's another reason they're in early is just to make sure that they've got you know yeah. everything taken care of on that back end as well. And all their that, microphones. I think that was one of the first things I asked you. I looked at Todd and I was like, man, that guy is gorgeous. Do you guys have a, like a whole team that does him up? And you're like, nope, he does that himself. Oh, believe me, I I, <laughs> I wish we could be like Good Morning America. And you know, it's really funny. We get, especially like some of our clients that are like a bigger base, like if it's a specific recording artist. I mean, every now and then, you know, we get lucky and they come in. That's one of the questions they always ask. Do you have a makeup artist? Do you have this? I'm like, no, no, no. I, yeah. and, and actually, what was it? Oh, it was back in the day when we had their show, like the 1-7. To actually kick off the show, Shaggy was in town. 
Oh, Miss, Mr. Boombastic? Mr. Boombastic was on the town, and he came in, and I called up his like manager, like, hey, is there any chance he can come out like on our little patio and do like a little concert you know, to kick off my show? I don't know how this all worked out, but it worked out. And you've got him <laughs> on our show opening it up. And that was the one thing. They're like, well, does he have makeup? Does, do you guys have makeup artists? Do you have this and that? I was like, well, no. But I was like, if he brings some, I'll touch him up. So here I am in, like, our green room, touching up, like, you know, trying to, so he doesn't have any shine, like, all yeah. that. Like, it was it was pretty <laughs> funny. So, yeah. So to one your more, point. One more thing that you've done at that studio is you've done makeup. I have done makeup. Celebrity exactly. makeup. There you go. So, exactly. So we don't have anyone that does it. So, but if you come in and you really need, you know. Kind of the deshine a little that you're just gonna have to be like, hey Andrea, <laughs> I yeah. got some extra in the back. Well, that's I came in and I like brought a hat just because, you know, I don't have much on the front <laughs> half of my head. I was like, hey, if if I am just shiny, then let me know. I got a little hat with a small brim I can put on. <laughs> right. <I know. laughs> oh, I know. People ask all the time, like, do I need a hat? Do I need this? Do I need that? And yeah. 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 Yeah, because I I'm sure I do get a shine, especially if I'm a little bit nervous. I had one moment in the green room. Um, I was in there by myself because I like to try to show up early anyway. I'm just in there by myself. I got a book in my hand. And I'm just kind of like thinking like what's going to happen, going over it and over it and over it. And then at some point, this profound panic set in where I was just like, what am I doing here? And then another person walked in and was like, oh, hi, are you going to be on the show too? And then it was gone. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's one thing that, you know, by the time I get to the station and then hopefully, you know, if... All everyone's there. My crew's there. I get to be the one person that gets to greet everybody and welcome everybody. And you're very good at it too, because you seem really happy to be there. And when people that are worked that somewhere are happy to be there, it just automatically makes you like, oh, okay. And that's one thing I feel like we do really well at our station yeah. is we really are really very welcoming, and it's and it's truly genuine because all of us, including me, we we love what we do. Yeah. And I want to make people feel very comfortable because for somebody that's never been on TV, it is nerve wracking. Their hearts pounding. They're sweaty. <laughs> like it's like your typical like oh my gosh, like you said, oh my gosh moment. Like I'm going on TV. What am I doing? Like how does yeah. this all work? I'm like, what if I accidentally say the F word? Like right, do you have the button that hits the right? Do you have the button, the button that can you know? Yeah. <laughs> I tweeted that too. I was like, I was on live TV. I didn't swear either. And then Michelle's like, thank you very much for not swearing. <laughs> But just, you know, trying to give everybody little tips and tricks. So when they're on air, that makes them feel really comfortable. And I and I love being that person to be able to do it. And I think that was one thing during COVID that was really hard is because at that point, all of our interviews were Zoom. And it's really hard to have that personal connection over Zoom to be able to calm somebody down and be like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. it was really hard. But I keep telling everyone, I think my one like big advice to somebody that comes in you're here because you're talking usually about an event. You're talking about something that you are super passionate about. And you hundred you know, hundred percent you know that topic inside and out. Yeah. So you just have to sit down on that couch and have a conversation with Michelle and Todd and just be really passionate. And if you're passionate about it and you let that show, that's gonna make for a really good segment and a really good interview. Yeah. And well Michelle was amazing too because she has this thing. I don't know. Do, do people that like interview, do they go through a good amount of training and like do their own research on like how to engage and do all that kind of stuff? So it's a lot of stuff that just, you know, going throughout the years, both um, Todd being from the radio side, you uh -huh. know, and Michelle doing years and years of television. 
uh, you just start to kind of get a rhythm and, and get a knack for, you know, questions to ask and, and kind of how late. Well, with her, it was even it. body language and like facial expressions. There yeah. was a couple times where I think she saw me kind of like looking around at all the stuff in the room. And she just had this way of like looking at me that was kind of like, yeah. back over here, back over here. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they, and Todd and her do that so well, too, where they just kind of are able to keep everybody just kind of focused on them. Yeah. And I really like to say they really, they guide the interview. They're your, they're your guide. They're going to take you from, you know, the start to the end and, yeah. and really I don't know help how, you through it. I mean, there's several times in here where I'm like, oh, I'm going to edit that. <laughs> <laughs> but they can turn on a dime so fast with a fully formed sentence. It blows my mind. They can, they can, and it's it's truly just years of practice and yeah. just years of of talking to people and having everyday conversations and getting comfortable, and that really translates to what we do on air. And that's what I like to say too. You know, there are some people where they're totally different, like in studio versus outside of the studio. Mm-hmm. And I like to say with the morning mix, you really truly get what you get because yeah. the way they are in our studio is if you meet them on the street, they're going to be exactly like that. I yeah. mean, incredibly well, <laughs> warm, welcoming, genuine. I mean, yeah. that's what you're going to get. And um, when I came off the show, I uh, can't remember, same day, next day, I talked to Mike. And yeah. I was like, dude, that that was so weird. First of all, like, I was like, there was like two or three people at the most besides like the, the guests in the room <laughs> at any one time. <laughs> That was that was weird. All the cameras are just like this one gigantic spider curled around you, yeah. like, oh okay. Um, uh, but everything that was going on in the room, just everything looked super relaxed. We walked back there. You were just like, yeah, just kind of keep your voice down. And I'm like, oh okay. And we're watching. The guy comes up, does his quick little. This today the weather is going to be. He does it super fast. One take. I was. Felt like I was listening in on someone's conversation, the way that he was like looking and talking to the camera. And then um, Todd did something where he was on the camera and then it switched to some graphics. And then he like just walks over, leans up against the desk real casual and keeps talking. I'm like, wait a minute, what is going on around here? I feel like we're in somebody's living room right now. Everybody's just very, very laid back, professional when the camera's on, but like just kind of like, Oh, okay. And yeah. then, like, shoulder up against the wall. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that's the way we like it. We want to say, you know, this is this is your home now for the next, you know, hour. We want you to be comfortable. And that's, yeah. that's how you, you know. And that seems unique, too. I haven't been on a lot of shows. But yeah. um, Mike was like, yeah, it, it is, like, uniquely casual there. Yeah. No, it really is. And yeah. I think that's kind of what we've always wanted to have is something that is a little more casual because we just feel like you relax a little bit more. Yeah. If you're casual, you relax a little bit more. You're not going to be as nervous. So then your interview is going to definitely go a lot better than, you know, if you're not you're scared to death or nobody, you know, really gives you the ropes of, of how to do it or what you're doing. And so, yeah, that's something I think that we've, we've always really wanted to have is something that's a little bit more more casual and relaxed. You said that you had pretty much full creative control right so then did you uh pick the on-air talent and then decide like okay we're gonna go to two hosts and all all that too and go through the process of hiring and interviewing so right away um when we started the show it was leanne town at the time and she was uh at that point had done reporting for the um the new side and then had just started doing weekend mornings Mm. as a host 
And so right away, we knew that Leanne was going to be the host of the show. I mean, she at that point, um, always into her crafting. Um, <laughs> we had her her big segments um, with her shopping stuff. And it just it, it made sense that she was the right person for the job at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we started the show with just one host with Leanne. And I think at that point, the purpose of it, too, was to see how the show was going to do. Yeah. Um, did it was it going to bring in money? Because like we had, you know, talked about it, there's there's part of it that are is paid content. Will it bring in the money that we want it to bring in? Number one, mm-hmm. um, are people gonna watch it? I mean, for us, um, ratings are still important, um, part of that show. And so things things were actually going really well and fine. And then we found yeah, out people could be paying to come on all day, but if nobody watches, but if nobody it, watches the it, then what's and the people purpose? will stop paying. Yeah, right. Exactly. So then we found out it's a strange balance to it. To oh, walk. totally. Yeah. Oh, totally. And then we found out Leanne was pregnant. So <laughs> I'm like, OK, we're going to have to have uh, somebody come in. And like we talked about, you can't really have somebody on the news side who is an anchor or host hosting the morning mix and the paid content. Because yeah. like we said, the advertising and the news, it, it doesn't mix. Right. So you have to find somebody that, you know, can can do that outside of it. Um, Todd, it, it, weird as it sounds, back in the day when I was producing in South Bend, he was in, on the radio in South Bend. Mm. And there were a couple times where we actually did segments with his radio station. And I was the producer talking in his ear and my reporter's ear way back in the day. So I find it really funny that Todd is now <laughs> working with me. Yeah. We had this like small little connection way back in the day. What kind of station was he? Was he doing like a DJ morning talk? DJ morning talk and okay. everything like that. Yeah. So it was just, it's just really funny how that all kind of came together. But anyway, so he was up here um, in Grand Rapids at, at one of the radio stations, kind of has hopped around a bit. Um, and then was at MLI for a while doing kind of, he was like their entertainment concierge is, I guess, <laughs> kind of what his, his title was. Sounds cool. And so um, MLI was going through some restructuring at that point. And so I was like, oh, Todd. And I immediately reached out to him and said, hey, can you do me a favor? While Leanne is on maternity leave, are you willing to come and fill in for her and, and help us out? Um, and we got to talking and everything like that. And then before you know it, literally Leanne's on maternity leave uh, and she had the baby early, too. So mm. literally the week that Todd stepped in, we were supposed to go through training. And literally it was like one day later, we just tossed them hot air. So... <laughs> <laughs> He's done radio, done TV for about 24 hours, and next thing you know, you have Todd Chance on the morning mix. So that's how that all kind of like came to be. Uh, and there, during that time, I'm sorry, I'm just, yeah, go, that, I'm I'm just I've got yeah. that look on and my that, face right yeah. now because it's always fun to think yes. of like just the strange way that people come together and things. Like I started yeah. watching the um, uh, Industrial Light and Magic, uh, net, no, on Disney Plus. Yeah, the and it's. Oh, you know, there's this guy that was a carpenter, but he knew how to hang lights, so we got him. Oh, my gosh. It's totally, it, you know it's totally I mean? like that. Yeah. It's totally like that, where he knows how to ask the questions. He's used to being in front of a mic. It was just a matter of getting him to figure out the teleprompter, I think, was his biggest enemy to some extent. And, and just realizing that he has a screen that he needs to look at a camera. Yeah. You know, can't just, you know, deviate to one side or be like, Yeah, because radio, it's always, you're just flying from the seat of your pants right. half the time, right? Right, where I have a little more scripting in there that yeah. he's got to follow, you know. So, you know, we've kind of got to go with it but um he he just generally came in and did a really nice job and then my wheel started turning looking at our other stations they had all female um that were you know the leaders or the hosts of their show Mm -hmm. and in the back of my mind i'm like i want to be different because if i want to get to other clients other advertisers everything can't be a female like there's there's got to be some content 
that gravitates towards the you know men towards males yeah, sure. so i'm like you know what i think this would be the perfect opportunity to when leanne comes back that we put the two of them together that is mm. leanne and todd so i went talked to my general manager and lo and behold somehow i don't know how we did it but it worked out and it was probably one of my like another one of my like favorite moments was the fact that that all came together the way it did huh. yeah yeah. So then they hosted the show for a while. Yeah. But Todd was the solo host for a bit, right? For a bit, while um, while Leanne, when Leanne left, um, Todd was the solo host, and then we started looking for for somebody else to be a part of that show. Okay, because yeah, I think that's when the show first came on my radar was it was right. just Todd. Yeah. And then um, I told Meg, I was like, oh yeah, I got interviewed by Michelle. He's like, oh, I haven't met her yet. I was like, what? You've been there like four times. How have you right. not met her? She's like, she just started. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so Michelle came to us from Traverse City. And was up there, and then she was doing our morning news for about a year. And then we started looking for somebody else to work with Todd. Um, we had a, one or two people that we were kind of strongly, like, kind of leaning towards. Mm. Uh, but then after kind of really looking closer in-house, knowing that Michelle had done some lifestyle show, you know, um, mm. segments and different things up in Traverse City, it, it just made sense to bring her into the fold and into, into the morning mix. So who knew, you know, we had somebody right there perfect at the station this whole time when we were kind of looking outside. Um, did a few test runs with the two of them. And then it just, it, it made sense that Michelle and Todd were going to be, you know, really, truly the next the next leads for the morning mix. And it was kind of nice, too, because it did give me a chance to, to quote unquote, reinvent the wheel, rebrand it. We have all new graphics, new music. Um, kind of a new feel to the show. Yeah. So in a, in a weird way, it was kind of nice to be able to have the opportunity to do some refreshing on yeah. the back end. And I like the the two-host format, too, just because you know you have one person interview somebody here, you have another person interview somebody here, and you just kind of feel like uh, you get kind of a different perspective. Well, I mean, you literally do. You get a different perspective right. uh, on one show instead of just all one perspective, not that there's anything wrong with Todd's perspective. Todd's a good guy, I guess. Yeah, but, but I actually no. didn't get to talk to Todd at all because you talked to me, Lindsay talked to me briefly, and um, Michelle even Michelle. came back and said hi real quick yeah. before uh, before I went out there, but I didn't get a chance to interact with Todd. Yeah. Todd, next time, buddy. Yeah, I was going to say, ready, Todd. Uh, and, that, and that's one thing, too, is each of them, Todd and Michelle, have their, like anybody, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. And they have some of interviews that I know they do really well and some interviews where I know they may struggle a little bit. Yeah. So that's really another thing is on me to really pay close attention to that, to be able to pair them up, so to speak, yeah. with who I think they do a really nice job with. Well, if one likes to read a lot and one's more like a outdoorsy, yes. then you give one person the author, the other person the well, person with the kayak paddle. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that also makes for a really good interview when yeah. you're able to do that and have that option or when it's something like cooking and, you know, all hands on, you know, like I just <laughs> yeah. toss them both in, like, go make a mess. <laughs> good luck. Like, let's see what comes out of this segment, you know, and, and that's a lot of fun, too. So and then, you know, to be able to realize, OK, like last time, maybe Todd interviewed so and so. So maybe Michelle should do it this time. So yeah. like you said to have a different perspective and a different take uh, and what the topic is. So it's it's really nice to have those two hosts. And I'm really thankful that that's just kind of the way it gravitated or ended up, you know, working out. So. Do you see yourself doing this until somebody tells you you can't then? Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. I mean, there are some different things within kind of the scripts organization where I have kind of wanted to help a little bit some other lifestyle shows maybe grow within our corporation. Oh, yeah. Um, to where I feel like I've kind of, you know, grown into my role and would love to, because somebody had mentioned to us that out of our entire script station that, you know, our lifestyle shows is one of their top shows. 
And so knowing that, I'm like, oh, well, then if there's other shows struggling, what can I do? to like? I wouldn't know what I could do to like help out some of these other yeah, you know, yeah, stations. Yeah. So I, that's another, I don't know, you know, who knows what that would ever morph into. But I, I truly love what I do. You it know? seems like it. So I can't, I can't imagine. You seem just as happy outside of work as you do at work. And not a lot of people can say that. So I, I don't know where else <laughs> I would like, I feel like I don't know where else I would go where I would just feel comfortable and just content i guess yeah. yeah i guess if there's anything that i could put on here that would help creative people that aren't necessarily looking to get into like tv and journalism type media uh, but would like to have the benefit of getting exposure i just kind of dumb luck made friends with somebody who happens <laughs> right. to be a friend of the show. Right. Uh, but how would somebody who has, uh, you know, assuming they have a worthwhile thing to talk about, right. how, how would they reach out to somebody at not necessarily Fox 17 Morning Mix, right. but any type of place like that? Just in general, big thing is social media these days. So like message on Facebook to them. I feel like a lot of the stations are really high on the social media. Yeah. Will that get you farther these days than an email with a press release? Um, it depends on if you send the press release to the right email. So mm-hmm. as long as you check that out, I mean, usually on the very bottom, there's like a you know media inquiry or whatever. Yeah. Um, so just make sure that you send it to the right email. Um, press releases, you know, I feel like between email and then the social media stuff um, are pretty much the big thing. So messaging, you know, Facebook, I think for at least, I mean, our station, but anyone that's a big thing. It probably helps to be active yeah. on social media too. On social too, media yeah. too. So <laughs> if they can get in touch with you. So yeah. that's the other thing is if you do send stuff to us, make sure that we can easily respond to you. So have a phone number or have, you know, uh, email address for the news. They're literally planning like the day before morning mix. I'm kind of like two to three weeks out because I have a little more planning leeway, so to speak. Yeah. But sometimes my guests fall through and I've, I've had you on before and I know, oh, like we can talk again about X, Y, and Z or we can like change it up. Yeah. I've got your phone number. I've got it literally like I feel like on speed dial so I can give you a call like, hey, can you come in tomorrow? Can you do a quick turnaround? Yeah, and, and come on, be on the show. So, yeah, yeah. Ooh, quick plug. <laughs> if, right around Halloween, if anybody bails on you last minute, I'm calling. And you need a spooky I'm read calling. for Halloween. I'm calling. Yeah, I'm calling. But yeah, so and that's another thing. I just tell people too, like when you send your press releases, I don't need like ten pages. I need yeah. pretty much right to the point. If it's something too that can just be like a what we call like just a simple like VO, so like a reader that the host can read, even to talk about your event. Make sure pictures are attached. Make sure I can open your pictures. There are a lot of times with all the newfangled drop boxes and this and that that I have to like reply to you and be like, hey, can I have access to yeah. your pictures? And yeah. that just makes my head spin. So, you know, a yeah. couple pictures, simple press release. I don't know what it is, but the same thing even when it comes to like reaching out to people to try to get on, uh, you know, in a magazine or on a TV show or whatever, right. like just because... I'm not super familiar with it. I don't know what it looks like to be the person who's being reached out to right. as well. That, um, yeah, it's it's hard to know what works, what sounds corny, what's pushing too hard. Right. You know, I mean, I've got the greatest thing ever and it's a... It would be a shame for you guys to miss out. You probably see that kind of thing oh, too, right? Oh, all the time. And that's the thing. I just have to think about what would my community, what would my age group, you yeah. know, the the moms, the 25 <laughs> to 55, the whoever's watching, would this appeal to them? Or if it doesn't, 
maybe it's just not the right time because mm. sometimes too, not, I mean, not all the time, but sometimes, you know, Halloween, October, you know, certain things you think of certain months yeah. where you may toss something to me that makes more sense in December rather than, you know, February. So yeah. I know. randomly got interviewed on the news one time and I was like, Hey, if you ever need to talk to a veteran close to veterans day and they're like, what's your number? <laughs> and they never called me, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But to have kind of those like, you know, connection, you know, where it's like more like close to the timing of, of whenever an event's going to happen, yeah. you know, kind of helps too. So, yeah yeah are there any tips or things that people do that you really like when people reach out to you or just as importantly maybe more importantly things that you really don't like like maybe like we talked about trying to sell yourself like you're the greatest thing ever and everybody should be thankful to talk to you yeah oh i just i love when people just you know they just say hi i do when you put like hi andrea like you actually know who my name like my name yeah. I know that that's really, you know, dear sir or dear madam, sir or madam, or you know, hi, you know, like, but when you personalize it and give it that personalized touch, mm. I know that you've at least done your research. Maybe you've looked at LinkedIn and you you've seen that I'm the executive producer for the Morning Mix, but you at least have some, um, you know, personalization that you can go to it. I'm yeah, like, okay, that it's not just like a form letter that was BCC'd to 80 oh, people. Right, right, exactly. You know, and I love when it's more personalized. Like, hey, we've got an event coming up. This is who you know. It's you know maybe helping or this is some really cool product that's you know helping people in Michigan but they're able to give you some details specifically on you know how it may make a difference or different products they're working on um and kind of give me a little bit of background detail to it something that I'm like oh that's really interesting or that would make a great interview yeah um and just you know kind of keep that you know very can I get a critique on my um just my what is it your 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 tagline or my whatever tagline. in your press release i think mine was uh local veteran and former educator writes novel or something right. like that and i love that because it's local it tells yeah. me it's local because i get a ton of stuff i like literally an any given day like a hundred plus emails and it's literally it's the local stuff then i have stuff coming from my national you know clients national people that mm. we've have reached out to me before national pr agencies so and so is going to be in town can they come on so, yeah. exactly or even like oh this you know so and so's like you know used to live in michigan doesn't anymore <laughs> but here's how like the 10 connections work and you know this yeah. would be a great interview um so but to be able to like you had that tagline of being local um that i really... always feel like sometimes when i'm like i'm a veteran that people are like bro don't <laughs> Don't do that. Don't try to get stuff by saying, oh, I'm a veteran. But I think sometimes you have to really put yourself forward a little bit. Yeah. And, and I mean, but I am. But you are, though. <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's the truth, though, right? And I wrote so. a book about war. I think the two kind of go together. I think the two kind of yeah. go together. Well, exactly. You know, so I just think if you just personalize it, you're really genuine. And then sometimes, too, even to me, I'm okay if it's maybe like a week and you haven't heard from me. It's okay to send me another one. Hey, by the way, did you catch this? Because as I noted, I get so many emails that come in a day and there's so many things that I'm booking, I'm changing around on my calendar that I may just genuinely, not that I haven't seen it, but just may have, you know, just highlighted it, but didn't get back or circle back. And I think it's okay to just retouch base. I should, I should keep that in mind too, because there is a, um, a magazine editor locally who I had just sent an inquiry, like through their general inquiry thing on the website and then... The editor got back to me and was like, oh, this sounds interesting. Tell me more. 
I sent them more and then yeah. never heard back from them. It's been a couple of weeks probably. Yeah. Yeah. I would totally reach out again. Be like, yeah. hey, by the way, just kind of circling back, wanted to see if, you know, there was any interest in, you know, this topic. We'd yeah. love to see Because they might have been talk. like, oh, that's really cool. And then two seconds later, they get a phone call and it's just gone. Yeah. And that happens a lot. I mean, just because yeah. we're, you know, in 50 different directions. Well, you just and... said 100 emails in a day. I get mad. Oh. <laughs> I get mad when I had four kids. Uh, one of them graduated from high school now. Yeah. So, yay. But I had at one time four kids that were all getting emails home daily from teachers. Oh, some of them multiple teachers. I, I feel teachers, yeah, I'm right like, there now. I can't, I can't read, read all this. I know. Uh, that's why I have a panic attack when I come back from vacation. <laughs> a literal panic attack. I can only imagine. And, that, and this is why, like, I I feel bad because I try to disconnect when I'm on vacation and really spend time with my family. Yeah. But then I feel like, but if you know, end, like in the right, back of your mind. Right. They're just piling so up. So my husband, he does catch me like the very like, you know, once a day and like, you know, once I get the kids to bed, I'm like, okay, I'm just going through. I'm like, okay, just, just got to delete a couple, delete a couple, highlight a couple things. Okay, I'm good. Because yeah. otherwise I think I'd have a major anxiety attack when I come back and you see a thousand plus emails. It's just, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good though to let it go. I did a, recently I did a, well, no, I didn't do a five day fast. I aimed to do a five day and I did like a three and a half yeah. day because yeah. I've only made it five days one time. And people, if you do that, you got to drink lots of smart water. You got to have bone broth. You got to make sure that you're getting salt and minerals and all those things. Yep. But um, some people are like, you just don't eat. That's crazy. Well, there's more than that. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> I said, while I'm doing this, I'm also not going to get on social media at all. Yeah. And I just one day knee jerk got on, opened Instagram and saw like, you have this many notifications. I was like, nope, 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 nope. And I quick yeah. put it away again. Right? I was like, nope, not doing it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, for a day or two, it was just like. What if I got a message in there? What if somebody tagged me in something? What if, right. but, you know, yeah. three days later, four days later, it was fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, and very much so. And that's the thing. Like, you have to, yeah, I have to find time to, like, to, yeah. to just kind of put it aside for a little bit. Because you do. You really, I mean, that's that's really, truly, like, my whole life. It's making yeah. sure all the social medias. I mean, because that's the thing. Even with, you know, Lindsay still posting things for me, I still want to go through it to make sure things look good. Mm-hmm. You know, and tidy all that stuff up too. Or, or go, oh, this isn't in a story. We should put that in a story. Boop. Right, yeah. exactly. Or let's, yeah, let's. Maybe this doesn't make sense. Maybe for on air, but oh, maybe we want to see if it works on our digital end. So let's yeah, put yeah, stuff yeah. on that end um, to change things up too. So really making sure that all that's kind of tidy up. So besides, yeah, the show, it's it's all the digital stuff. Yeah. Weird thing is, there's a write up of me being on your show. It's on MSN.com. Do you know how that happened? So that that is part of somehow how scripts and our like SEO works. Okay, how, I, I mean, I figured it was all yes, some in-house people, thing that multiple companies, yeah, all multiple country, yeah, yeah, all multiple con- uh, companies. Like we all work together, um, and then sometimes they just like pick up some stories that you know we've highlighted, and it ends up on MSN. I think somebody mentioned Yahoo at one point that they have their segment there. Um, so just, you know, different places like that to get picked up. So. There's probably some AI aggregator that's just like, grab this one, grab put it in there, grab this one, yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing actually we talk about too is the fact that they keep changing the algorithms on like Facebook and Instagram yeah. what, or even TikTok. Like there's certain things that we think, oh, we're going to do really well and they don't. Yeah. And something that we're like, oh, like we didn't think it was that great, like explodes. So it's really, it, that's, it's very interesting how that's so part of weird. our world. <laughs> and even with SEO, because that's what I do for, uh, well, not as much now. Yeah. But that's what I was doing for money before the, the novel came out. Right. And, um, <clears throat> you know, there's certain headings you're supposed to use, H2 headings, and make sure that you have the keyword. Yep. It's best to have a number at the front. People like to know three to five ways to do things. 
uh, 10 best list and make sure that all the H2 headings start with this word and that you have a keyword density of 1.5 to... Oh my gosh, yes. All these different things. <laughs> and you do all those things just perfect and it looks interesting. You put it up there, nothing. Nothing. And then you'll just kind of half-ass something, kind of whoa, right. whatever. And all of a sudden, bing, 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 bing. You're like, okay, I don't know what just happened. Right. That's By like, all odds, yes. this shouldn't have gotten any hits. And this yeah. should be going crazy, but... Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's another thing that's really interesting in our, you know, line of business too, is yeah. what people are drawn to, what they're not, what's the reasoning behind it. Sometimes we dig into things, try to dig in a little bit more than not. And other times we just have to kind of like, okay, it is what it is. And yeah, You guys probably do get <clears throat> some pretty sweet analytics though. We do. We do. And that's something um, that, you know, luckily we're lucky not like as much as like our job, but when it comes to the sales portion of it. Yeah. Because when they're Which, you know, selling. I mean, you you got to sell stuff to, to have the station, right? Right. Exactly. People, they do want to know, like, especially the, the clients that are paying, you know, are people watching, you know, what you have? Are they, um, you know, when the, some of their posts are boosted, you know, or who is it going to? Who's watching it? Are people taking a look at it? Yeah. Um, and to have all that data is like really, really key and really important. So that helps us in our jobs too. No, okay, like this is a really good client to have on or maybe, hey, this just really isn't the hitting the marks. How can we maybe adjust or what should we change it? You know, how can we change it up? Like if they're in studio segments and they're not doing well, oh, well, maybe we need to figure out a way to make something on location yeah. or change the story we're telling. How can we do that? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that really definitely plays a lot into our field and what we do. how you know at one point like i being on the news side that's not even something you even think about like mm -hmm. you know it's like i think the biggest thing are just ratings at that point on the news side like yeah. that's where you kind of you live by but doing the opposite stuff where i'm also kind of now in the sales department to some extent yeah the analytics and, and all of that it's it's another kind of interesting thing to kind of watch and see and and that's another thing how my job changed a little bit is being in that different world of advertising that you know you're usually you know cut off from or you're usually like oh my gosh like i have to deal with them again like i mean <laughs> um we're now it's like really to some extent come full circle i can say i've really done truly a little bit of everything yeah you know within that building and sees you know so i've seen how it kind of all operates how it all really truly comes together yeah you know well i've had you in here for almost an hour does it feel like it no not at all yeah, not been, at all we've been talking for 59 <laughs> minutes I'll, I'll start bringing this to a close now, which, as some of my listeners know, means that we could talk for two minutes or 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I guess is, if there's anything you want to say about getting into your line of work or how to communicate with people in your line of work that are trying to get on the show that we didn't discuss already. I, yeah. I think we've, yeah, no. We kind of really hit all that. I we kind of went everywhere. I would just say, like, if you're interested in, like, the TV industry these days, it's really about hands-on experience. I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, if I did not. This is what you went back to. Uh, find a place where you can just start doing it. Don't wait till halfway through your program. Right. Like, I just wanted to be able to say, hey, like, I've done all this stuff already. And that yeah. just really helps give you that opening door. So if you can get an internship at a TV station or even if it's not 
necessarily you can't do that, but you can at least go in or you can talk to somebody, you know, just to get a true feel for what it's like. Like that's really key. And a lot of um, a lot of our students like Grand Valley, at least for us lately, Central Michigan has a broadcasting station. Um, a lot of those do have the TV stations, you know, that I did in college and that, you know, have tapes and different things that they can you know, show us these days. And that's really, that's just, that's really half the battle is yeah. just knowing that. So, you know, for it's like coming really any in. Any creative, you got to have a portfolio. Creative, have a portfolio yeah. and be willing to share it and be proud of it mm-hmm. and, and be willing to take criticism. <laughs> um, that's another, <laughs> that's another big thing in our business. There's a lot of creative people that don't have thick skin and that's the only thing holding them back, really. True. Yeah. And I'll be honest, I don't think my, I think I struggled with that a little bit when I first started. Probably pretty common, right? Um, probably, yeah, probably. I mean, especially too. You're that, younger than everybody. You're new you're, at this. You're new. And I remember, especially in South Bend, working with some really established, um, hosts and anchors that had been there forever, were so well-respected in the community. They're, like, as old as your parents? Oh, yeah, right, yeah. And, I mean, it was like, you know, if I didn't have something right, it's like, Andrea, like, Andrea, like, do this, do that. And it's like, oh, my gosh. Like, some days it was like I'd come home and I feel like I'd be, like, overwhelmed or I'd maybe, yeah. you know, cry out, break down. You just, like, like oh sit down and, like, <gasps> Right, <sighs> right. I just said, what today? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> um, but be able to, to take that criticism and have that yeah. thick skin and know – it's okay. Like, you know, criticism is good. Yeah, it is. Criticism means, hey, there's something you can fix. If right. otherwise, if somebody's like, hey, man, this is just right. terrible, you should do something else. That's exactly. And that's, and that's how I like, I think I turned it around to myself going, okay, they're criticizing you because they think you're doing a good job yeah, yeah, yeah. and they want to see you improve. So, yeah. in a weird way, I had to like twist it around in my head. To be like, like sports, a- the coaches don't just right. yell at the kids who like are never going to amount to anything. They're right. trying to build the best player build, they can. Build them up. Pull all your potential right. out. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of had to go back and I think think of it that way is okay. They're building me up, and and it's and it's okay to be criticized, and that's how you're gonna learn. You're yeah. gonna learn by these people who have been in this business for ages, and you know they're trying to help you. And well, it may not always come out the right way, or there may be a lot of you know f words and different things you know tossing <laughs> around there. Um, at least you know they're they're they want to help you out and they want to see you succeed. And that yeah. was that was really you know a big thing for me you know yeah that's yeah. a great takeaway is and one that I, I don't think it's talked about enough is accepting criticism and failures like don't don't go out trying to fail but if right. something doesn't go your way then try to figure out why and right <laughs> adjust right and then and that's another thing too is now being like on the different end being you know a manager to some extent being able to give out good criticism to yeah. be able to see things improve and see things from a different light so now kind of being on that opposite end of it a little bit you mm. know and being like okay like this is how you felt you know how can you make it more constructive yeah you know and, and do it a different way so I think that's really something too you know to kind of think about as well in this business that yeah you're gonna get criticism you know people you know may not you know like the way that you know you've put a show together like on the back end or, if or they just might not like the station you work or for. might like the station you work for <laughs> they may think it's terrible or they may not like your host in the morning or you know something like that and yeah. you just have to be able to roll with it and, and know that what you do you do a good job so yeah, yeah absolutely well cool i think uh i think i'm good unless there's anything else you want to tell people i think we really covered everything yeah we really went through a lot of it all in yeah. right around an hour too Wow, cool. that's impressive. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll we'll get off here, and then I'll 
walk you out of here. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank you. All right, everybody. That was Andrea Shaner, producer of Fox 17's Morning Mix in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Check out Fox 17 Morning Mix. All this stuff is in the show notes, yada, yada, yada. Thank you if you're listening. Message me on Instagram. Let me know. I listen to the whole thing. And I'll give you a special shout out. Uh, just kidding. They like us. We can like Mwah. Bye. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Weird, right?